The Spookish podcast contains explicit content and language that may not be suitable for some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. What is going on, ghouls and fools, and welcome to the Spookish podcast. It's me, your host, your favorite spooky demon, Albert. You guys can follow me at It's Just Albert, as well as follow the Spookish podcast on Instagram at The Spookish Podcast. With that being said, I hope you guys are ready for today's episode. Today's episode, we're going to be talking about demons, possessions, taking over the body, baby. <laughs> Mood. Uh, but yeah, so today's episode is going to be about possessions and, and demons and such. Like specifically, a very popular or very well-known uh, demon possession story that inspired the movie The Exorcist. I'm sure you guys have seen the movie. It's probably like one of the greatest horror films of all time i remember um, the first time that i watched it i had it on vhs and i was like maybe i want to say maybe like 11 or 12 years old the first time i watched it and honestly that movie is just terrifying it's terrifying not in the sense of like ooh spooky but just like it's just traumatizing that movie is is really is really scary linda blair the actress who played the little girl i don't remember her name but the girl in the movie uh played by linda blair linda blair did an amazing job that's such a great movie and i heard that they're even making a new exorcist called the exorcist believer or something like that so if you guys haven't seen the original one it's uh it was made in like the 70s it's amazing it's terrifying I definitely recommend 10 out of 10. This story that we're mentioning that inspired the movie is about a boy named Ronald Doe, a 13-year-old boy from a small town in Missouri who was experiencing some not-so-fun things, let's say. And I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Thank you so much for your support. I really greatly appreciate it. And there's just so much more to come. So thank you for listening, and I hope you guys enjoy. Okay, so before we get started, I know I said his name was Ronald Doe, but it's actually Roland Doe, and also Robbie Mannheim, and also Ronald Homeboy. Homeboy has got a lot of names, a lot of aliases, so bear with me with that, because I was confused too. <laughs> Anyways, so, this is a story of Roland Doe, or Robbie Mannheim, later identified as Roland Hunkler. Ronald was born into a German Lutheran family who lived in Cotton City, Maryland in the 1940s. Ronald was born in 1935 as an only child and grew very closely to his aunt Harriet, who was an active spiritualist, and began to teach young Ronald about the otherworldly. Aunt Harriet introduced Ronald to the Ouija board as he had grown more interested in her beliefs and practices. Soon, they would communicate with spirits through the Ouija board and she began to teach him more about it. Unfortunately, at the age of 14, Ronald would lose Aunt Harriet in 1949. Devastated about the loss of his aunt, Ronald would have a very hard time recovering from her passing. Shortly after her death, his parents would say he began to act strangely. He would say that he would hear scratching and knocking sounds coming from the floors and walls, and that when he was in his bed, it would shake violently and rock so much that it would leave sliding marks on the floor. The family also said that they would see furniture moving on its own, like a chair moving back and forth, and they even reported seeing a lampshade levitate. Terrified, the family sought out help from professionals such as doctors, psychiatrists, and their local minister. But it would only leave them with more fear and appeared to make matters worse. Roland's behavior took a turn for the worse when he started to become physically violent with his mother and began defecating on the walls. 
aka shitting on the walls. He would also begin to have aversions to sacred and holy objects such as the cross, Bible, and holy water. In one instance, they contacted their minister, Reverend Scholes, who requested to stay the night at their home to observe Roland, where he would report that Roland's bed would shake violently and that Roland had been violently ejected from a chair he was sitting in. Reverend Scholes was sure something malevolent was occurring. The minister suggested they seek help from the Jesuits, a Roman Catholic order of priests. The family traveled to meet with priest Fier Albert Hughes, who would soon be the first priest to attempt an exorcism on Roland. Hughes was convinced that there was something evil inside Roland after he would experience a temperature drop whenever Roland would enter his office. Objects would fly across the room, and in one instance, Hughes said that Roland began to speak Latin. With permission granted to perform the exorcism, Hughes would perform the exorcism at Georgetown University Hospital. Unfortunately, the exorcism would not be completed because shortly after it had began, Roland began to act very violently and stabbed Hughes with a broken bedspring. Hughes recovered from the attack, but never made another attempt to perform another exorcism on Roland. Alright, so let's go ahead and just give a little feedback. This is part one. I'm still going to continue the rest of the story. I do want to mention that I know I said his name was Roland, Ronald, Ronnie, however it comes out of my mouth, it's all the same guy. It's just, I think I'm used to saying Ronald, so if I keep saying Ronald, my bad, it's all the same dude, okay? So let's start with the whole Ouija board thing. See, that's what playing with the Ouija board does. It invites all these creepy, crazy things. If you don't know what you're doing, you're going to fuck around and find out. Now, I'll into the creepy, crazy, kooky stuff, but I mean, I have my limits, and my limits are the Ouija board. I remember a little story, a little sidetrack story. I remember back when Toys R Us was a thing, I would go and um, just hang around there with friends, and you know, we'd go from the mall to Toys R Us, etc. And I remember uh, seeing that they sold Ouija boards there. I remember thinking, what the hell? Like, how do they sell Ouija boards at a kid's store? Like, Ouija boards are not a game. I don't care if it's pretty and cutesy or if it's dark and sinister. It's all the same thing. It's all going to get you caught up in some spooky, scary shit that you don't like. And we like the spooky, scary shit, but not that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, the whole intro to this is, is getting wild. There's more to it, like I said. But he was starting to you know, shit on the walls and being violent and things would move and the bed would move. Kind of like, uh, like if you've seen the exorcism, uh, she would do the same. She would throw up and, and, and like the, her bed would move and things would flow and it's all scary stuff. So you can imagine how things go from worse to even worser. So let's go ahead and continue with the rest of the story. A few days after the exorcism on Ronald was performed, scratches appeared on his body, forming the word Louis, which his mother took as a sign to move to St. Louis, did I say Louis? Louis, Louis, whatever, uh, Missouri, where she felt he could be saved. So they packed up and made a move. Um, a family member who knew the troubles Ronald and the family were going through was attending St. Louis University and put them in contact with Father Walter Halloran and Reverend William Bodern who agreed to perform another exorcism on Ronald. In March of 1949, they gathered at the new residence of Ronald's family along with extra assistance. As they began to perform the exorcism, the same events began to happen that occurred during the first attempted exorcism, like the bed shaking violently, objects flying, and furniture moving. Along with Ronald becoming more violent, 
and making guttural noises, he would react violently to sacred objects. During the weeks-long exorcisms, more scratches would appear on Ronald's body, such as an X, which the priests believed to signify that Ronald was being possessed by ten demons. The two priests never gave up and continued on, but on March 20th, Ronald's parents had saw that he had become worse and worse, as he was urinating on himself, defecating, and shouting and screaming in tongues to the priest. They took him to Alexian Brothers Hospital in St. Louis for treatment because his state of health had become alarming. Finally, on April 18th, around 10 p.m., the priest performed one more exorcism and laid holy relics, crosses, and rosaries around Ronald. Ronald would exclaim that Satan would always be with him and cursed at the priest. The priest would shout and say to Satan that St. Michael would battle him for Ronald's soul and that he had no power over Ronald. After seven minutes, Ronald would return to normal and out of this violent trance, saying that he had saw a vision of St. Michael vanquishing Satan on a great battlefield. After this night, Ronald would return back to normal and the family and priests said that he was now safe from the evil that was within him. Following the exorcism, Ronald and his family would move back to their hometown and Ronald would live a normal life. He married and started a family, naming his first son Michael after the saint believed to have saved his life. Ronald Hunkeler, who passed away in 2020, lived to be 86 years old. And that is the story of the boy who inspired the exorcism. Well, what can I say? That was definitely an interesting story. And again, like I said, fuck around and find out. So if you mess around with Ouija boards, you just might get possessed. That's not something that I want, so I won't be featuring that. So on this channel, we are not playing with Ouija boards. Um, anyways, you guys, I really hope you enjoyed the story. Uh, it was definitely really scary. I definitely, when researching this story, I would not research this at night. I just couldn't. Like, I'm telling you, I'm a fraud. I'm a pussy. I'm a fake because... This genuinely creeped me out. Uh, one night, I had a dream, and it was scary. And I was like, you know what? I'm not doing this shit at night anymore. Probably one of the scarier episodes that I've done, as far as like research-wise. There's definitely a lot of stories, a lot of videos, a lot of audios. The audios are insane. I do not recommend if you ever are curious. I'm sure you can look them up on YouTube, like uh, possession audios. People will be screaming and scratching and speaking in Latin and it's just not fun. Not a great time. I would not um, advise that. Do it at your own risk. But I guess happy ending because I mean he was saved after all and he lived to be um, 86 years old so he lived a good life and the only thing that was a little frustrating about this whole story is again like he went through so many names and the backstory of it is like the guy made the movie Exorcist didn't mention at first that this was inspired by this story or that that, that was inspired by this story so um, there was just a lot of like guessing of who the story was really about and then eventually they found out that the actual man his real name is Ronald Hunkler so we refer to him as Ronald rest in peace his soul uh, but like I said, he lived to be 86. He had a family. Um, he had kids and you know good for him with that being said I Really hope you guys enjoy that story Hope it's going to give you the creepy crawlies because it sure as hell gave me the creepy crawlies And remember you guys can follow us uh, You can follow me. Who's us? Oh Us? Oh, bro. Ooh, never mind <laughs> uh, You can follow me and only me at it's just Albert as well as the Spookish Podcast at Spookish Podcast on Instagram, TikTok, 
uh, email your stories to the spooky pod at gmail.com. That's P-O-D at the end. And thank you guys so much. Besitos. Remember to stay spooky, ooky, kooky. And most importantly, spookish, baby. I'll see you guys on the next one.